Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far off world of Ebris. A land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and of course, magic. We are delighted to bring this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us in this podcast, please visit us at RollWithAdventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to Roll With Adventure. This session's campaign is of shadows and bliss. My name is Cass, and I am the dungeon master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This session begins in the afternoon of Scalum, the 14th of Lyonne, in the year 1083 PR, as our party stands within Dwemer Hollow's council chambers once more. Now before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember here, we roll with adventure. So, how dexterous or not have each of you been this past week? So I have a story. Yesterday, I was eating a bowl of cream puffs because I am a healthy man who makes healthy decisions. Uh, But I was also working. So I had set the bowl of cream puffs in front of me, between me and the keyboard, and I was doing some typing. And I finished something with a particularly zestful stroke of the space bar, at which point I hit the edge of the bowl and it launched four cream puffs into the, the only four remaining cream puffs into the air, and the bowl went flying. And my reaction time was such that not only did I manage to catch the bowl before it fell off my desk, but then I used the bowl to scoop two of the uh, cream puffs out of the air, and then I caught the other two with my other hand. And my only regret is that there was no one else in the room to witness it, and I had to come out of the room and tell Sasha about it immediately, but there was no way she was ever going to believe me. But now I've told all of you, and there's no way you're ever going to believe me. However, I'm still going to take the plus two. Today, I had a really busy morning at work. I had back-to-back meetings all morning, and fortunately, the first two meetings ended a little bit early, so I felt like a really lame business ninja (laughs) because I did the first meeting and then I was like, okay, good. I got time. I I went to the bathroom. I sent an email and then I went to the next meeting and then it ended just as the doorbell rang and the UPS guy came to deliver something. So I like, oh, like a shot was down the stairs to the front door, got the package, ran back upstairs in time for my next meeting. And it's like, what a lame story. But I you know, didn't fall down the stairs. I, I, everything like just kind of meshed together really seamlessly. And so I'm going to, I'm going to take a plus one. I am going to take a negative two because I recently had some weird health issues that have left me with a very compromised sense of balance and uh, compromised fine motor skills. So I'm bad at all the things right now and I can't turn too quickly or I trip and fall down. So I'll take a negative two. I put a computer together today in like two hours. <laughs> I think that's pretty dexterous, uh, but I'm just going to give plus one because I enjoy it. And there, the end took way longer than it should have. Well, let's see what you roll. I got an 11. 
I got a nat 20. It's a waste. It's a waste of a crit, but there we go. A 12 plus 2 is a 14. I also rolled a 12. So 12 minus 2 is 10. Hi, I'm Allie, and I'm playing Quarry Anaklathi Bostukbase, a Goliath Paladin. Goliaths are overwhelmingly peaceful. They prefer a tranquil existence to the pursuit of power or expansion. If they didn't live in such an inhospitable place, they probably would have been conquered long ago. Or perhaps their philosophy would have changed. Hello, I'm Brian, Mind Over Brian, on both Twitter and on Twitch, although on Twitch I spell it with A0. And I'm playing Melian Barebone, a changeling barbarian who most commonly looks like a half-elven young man with a large build who has red hair and a noticeable scar running from his lip to his ear, uh, taking off the ear, the right tip of his right ear. It was not explained very well, but you know what? I'm sticking with it. And as a fun fact, the reason Melian's last name is bonus shifters, which is what he was before he became a changeling, um, have uh, last names granted to them when they reach when they come of age and in the coming of age ceremony they'll assume their new animal shape or form one they can adopt somewhat and in a surprise which should not have happened uh, melians was a bear and since his father's name is arctic bone uh bear bone was the, the name he was given hey everyone uh my name's Corey, and i'm a guest playing andre rostam thomason who is a paladin of the commons of cain sorry well and Andre, actually, when he first joined the Paladins of the Commons, had to actually get used to fighting with a sword and shield. Being part of the town guard natively, he was proficient with a spear, as they were simple weapons. Uh, and he actually broke his fingers several times, as he was not used to having a shield, and tried to swing his sword with his shield up and smacked his fingers multiple times. And it took him a long time to get used to that. Hello, I'm Sasha, and I play Faileth the half-elven bard who was raised by and can speak to ghosts. My fun fact about Faileth this week, uh, Faileth has been in love before. Of course, she didn't know that's what that was, and if you asked her, she'd just say, ew, gross, no. Uh, but it is true, she did have a horrible crush on a girl. Uh, this was during one of her brief stints in a children's home uh, that kind and... Uh, concerned passersby would occasionally try to stick her into when she was young. It didn't last long once they realized her unique talents. Uh, but there was an older girl there who was probably about 16 at the time when Faileth was maybe 12. And she was, you know, your typical cool older girl, smoked cigarettes, wore ripped leggings, you know, the whole thing. And Faileth was just obsessed with her. And she followed her around and she tried to dress like her and act like her and do her hair the same way. And uh, she had a huge crush on her, though, again, she would never admit that because she's not actually aware that that's what that was. Now that everyone has introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember here, we roll with adventure. Our session begins as you all gather in the council chambers in Dwemer Hollow once more. Faileth, you sit with the members of the council, in addition to Fulgrim and Guard Captain Tyler, eating from a tablecloth that seemingly creates food by 
means of unknown magic. Quarry and Andre, you have just recently returned, intent to speak with members of the council. And Melian, you now return to the room after a brief moment alone with the princess, her handkerchief, a favor, tied around your arm. Baelith, you eat sweets, and there is a quiet conversation about the tablecloth. What will each of you do? I mean, you've already said I'm eating sweets. How many cream puffs are there? Less now than there were. <laughs> there are still 15. Ooh, magic. I I would like to imagine that Faelith is, like, stuffing as many as she can into her face to see how quickly the table can replenish them. She's got a system now. One for the face, one for the pocket. One for the face, one for the pocket. Nice. She will have sticky, gross cream puffs forever now. Quarry has a letter to deliver. Lady Gessa appears to be deep in conversation with Lord Preston Buchanan and Guard Captain Tyler at the moment. Ah. Would you like to interrupt them? No, Quarry will just be very tall and obvious and stand there, intending to be, like, unobtrusive and patiently waiting, but probably not having the desired effect. Lord Preston will look up, noting you, and say, Ah, would you like to join us, Sir Quarry? Uh, yes, if you don't mind. I have something to deliver for Lady Gessa. You have something to deliver for me, or, or to me? Ah, uh, to you, to you. It is, it is something for you that I must deliver. She will hold out a hand to you. Corey will fish out the letter from their pack and hand it over, saying, This is from the mayor of Berriman's. She will draw a hairpin from her head and will quickly cut open the letter before inserting the hairpin back in. And she will read through it. I had hoped that everything that you'd said, that it might not have been... Well... It seems that you... Perhaps tried to at least make us not worry. It seems far worse what is in this letter than what you had said. And so I can only say thank you. It does note that the mayor has said that you have not been compensated. Once you have driven out the ills that hang over Dwemer Hollow and put this evil to rest, please... You, are in your, you and your companions, please come see me, and I will have you properly compensated for your acts of heroism. I cannot speak for my companions, but what I did was no less than is demanded of me as a paladin of soul. Berriman's was the victim of the Cult of Bliss. I could do no less than to try to root them out and set right the wrongs. I would be remembered ill and fickly if I did not provide you with some recompense, some compensation for what you've done. So please, even if this, even if you must donate 
what I give you. Please. Thank you, my lady. Come, once this troubled time has passed. And she will fold the letter and sort of sit there quietly for a few moments. It's very clever of her to tell us to do it after we might die. <laughs> if you were of you to recompense too. I think Cora's going to look a, a little concerned and say, I I believe I mentioned it before, and the... I'm sure no doubt the mayor mentioned it as well, but I am quite concerned for the people of Berriman's as there is no one left to protect them from anything, let alone members of the Cult of Bliss that may pass through thinking that their comrades control the area. Fulgrim will speak up. Actually, that's not fully true. The battalion that Princess Anna and I came ahead of, they have sent word. They have left a garrison in Barrowman's. Well, I'm very glad to hear they could spare the resources. They recognized that the princess would not have allowed, if she had been there, anything less. The Dwemerlands are lucky to have her. That they are. And he will look over to the princess, who has left the room that she and Melian were in, and his eyes will continue to follow her until she comes and takes a seat, and reaches out and takes a cream puff. Faileth is trying to keep them away from her while also not obviously trying to keep them away from her. And it's this weird little shuffle dance. So she'll reach out and the plate will slowly just move a little bit. Faileth will empty it into her bag, maybe. <laughs> yep. It's like they're just... Or she'll like be paying very, very close attention to the princess's movement so that at, when it looks like she's finished with the one she has, Faileth quickly empties the plate. Uh, and then there's more, and she gets one. Like, oh, damn it. She'll hold it up and say, Do you like them? Faileth uh, gives her a very petulant look and says, No, and immediately stops eating them. <laughs> if you did like them, well, back in Ogdenfell, in the palace, one of my favorite chefs... Old Marge. She makes excellent ones. Oh yeah, I'm sure you've got them in the palace. I would certainly love to share such a treat with someone as wonderful as you, Faileth. Yeah, too bad we're not in the palace. And you don't have any. Well, perhaps one day in the future... If the Triatrian smiles on us. Yeah, definitely. That's super likely to happen. Yep. Well, I, for myself, think I, we've, I've taken enough of your time. Thank you very much, all of you. And uh, Lord Buchanan, I believe we will be seeing you tomorrow, or we hope to. He will give you a curt nod and say, I will expect that you call on myself and my family. If there's anything that we can do to help. Please. Thank you. Corey will look at their companions and say, Are you ready to go? 
Yes. Uh, sorry, Paladin. I have been contemplating this unexpected gift. Uh, but yes, I could be convinced to leave. Of course. Well then, let's be on our way. But once we're outside of the council chambers, Quarry will say, we do have a number of different things to do. In what order should we do them? Perhaps you could offer a summary. Ah, yes. Well, we need a... Uh, we need to complete the information we have on the symbols that were left where the children went missing. Once we've done that, we need to see the appraiser, but we need the information first. I must make a quick stop at the Temple of Soul to drop off the strange things that I gathered at that house that we were at. And we will need to pick up our new weapons from Alan. If we go this evening, he should have some smaller things ready for us, perhaps a dagger or two. If we wait until the morning, then perhaps he will have something more. And tomorrow we shall have to go to the Buchanan's to learn what information Lady Alicia can share with us about A.B. I believe that is all. Perhaps we might depend on this other paladin, Andre. He says, not comfortable saying another man's full actual name, his rapport with the town guard to facilitate the fetching of this sim symbological information. Yes. That all sounds like so much work. Ugh. Of course, another thing that we could do if we had the time that perhaps Faileth would find more interesting is we still do not know where the Fractal Tower is. Yeah, we do. We do? Yeah, it's there. But can we find the door? Uh. Very helpful, Faileth. Yeah. Well, you are the only one who can lead us to it, Faileth, I think, so we shall have to rely on you when the time comes. I mean, I can always go explore it while you guys are running errands. If you think that I am going to leave you to explore a fractal tower alone, young lady, you have another think coming. Uh-huh. However, perhaps she and I could make a stop at the muffin store while... Yes. That's all right. I'm not hungry anymore. I noticed you enjoyed rather a lot of the cream puffs. I didn't, and you can approve it. Melian looks absolutely baffled. Uh, not hungry, you say? Yeah. Vess lets out a half, like, contented snort, and a half-eaten cream puff is sort of just sitting there on the corner of his mouth, stuck to his... Mossy fur. Oh, who's a sweet baby? Faileth, are you feeling quite alright? Yeah, I'm fine. But you are not hungry? No. Not even for muffins? Not even for muffins. What about sweets? Some kind of cookie or, uh... No, I had enough. Hmm. Quarry gives Bellion a slightly concerned look. Are we certain we have exited the council chamber with the right girl? Ha ha ha. You're so funny, Melian. Well, I, I think a trip to the bakery is in order in any case, as we do plan to see the appraiser once Andre has gathered the information for us, so we... I think the visit would go smoother if we brought him some sweets. Yovan seemed to think that was the best approach. 
Yes, I do recall that Jovan had brought him some sort of confection. Perhaps we can see if we can find the base of the tower, which is in the direction of the of Jovan's house, regardless. Hmm. Where the bakery is, as I recall. It is. And then while you three do that, I can talk with the town guard about these symbols. Was what we're looking into. And so we can meet at the house? Andre, do you know where that is? I'm not familiar with what house you're speaking of. I have only a quick stop to make at the Temple of Soul. Perhaps if you would we meet me there, we could go to the house together. Sounds good. Shouldn't take long to see what the town guard can do about this information. Excellent. Well, then it seems we each have our, our work cut out for us, and I look forward to meeting you back at the house. Indeed, we shall see you there. And with that, you will go your separate ways. Phalus and Melian, you have left your companions behind and are heading in the direction of Frost's Folly. Around you, the street is a bustle with activity, as is expected for around mid-afternoon on this fine Skaloom. Melian takes the opportunity of them walking to just make himself slightly bigger so that he can sort of loom behind Phalus so people get out of their way so their passage through the city streets is easier. Did you indeed eat that many cream puffs, Phelan? Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I hope you do not have a stomachache later. I never do. That is patently false. You have had at least three that I can think of in recent memory. I mean, sure. Phelan, are you sure you are all right? Oh, yeah. Not, not any of your problem anyway. So you are having a problem, but it is not for me to know of. No, I'm just saying I'm fine, and even if I wasn't, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Again, that seems... Well, I will take you at your word, then. Yep, that's all I've got, really, is my word, so... Take it or leave it, I guess. Are we headed in the appropriate direction for the Fractal Tower? Yes? Well, you will have to guide me, as I cannot see it. Are we, uh, do I see the tower, Cass? Give me a perception check. What do I add to perception? I don't remember. It's your wisdom, must I recall? Yes, it is. It's your wisdom. But I'm proficient, so... You also add your proficiency bonus. Plus, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I see nothing. This section of the city has really tall buildings on the streets... And so you're not able to see far enough to see where the tower should be. But you know that if you can get at least near the house or near the sweet shop, or once you're in Frost Folly and the houses get a bit smaller, you should be able to see it. I mean, I don't see it right now, but it's like, we're too far away. Ah, so we should hit the sweet shop first and then perhaps the confectionery. Are we seeing the artificer today? I had presumed as much. I thought we had to... Well, I guess we only need the information from... That what's-his-face is getting. The other paladin, yes. Yeah, that guy. The princess's dude. No, that is Fulgrim. He was with the princess, though. That's when we met him. The new paladin? Yeah. Hmm. I would not have associated him with the princess. They came together. No. Fulgrim came with the princess. Are they not the same person? Our new paladin companion is a separate person. He is Andre. Where'd we meet him? In the council chambers. After the drama around 
the revelation of traitors among their midst. Oh, all humans look the same. No, they don't. And and you know that they don't. I wasn't paying attention in the council chamber, all right? What were you paying attention to? I was busy. Doing what? You were hiding underneath the audience. Shows what you know. Or were you doing some other sort of reconnaissance? Yes. Perhaps you would like to share your findings. No. Were they perhaps not of value? No, they're super important and valuable and and have great impact on the security of the world. Have you been sworn to secrecy by someone important? Anna, perhaps. You can't put those two things in the same sentence. I believe a princess of the realm does qualify as important. I suppose if you're into that sort of thing. Are you not into that sort of thing? No, stupid princesses with their perfect hair and their... So were we to find a ring of... Beautiful eyes and stupid princesses. So were you to find a ring of wishes, you would not wish to be a princess? No, princesses are dumb. But they never have to scrounge for food. Yeah, and they never get to do anything either. Haven't you heard any of the fairy tales? They're trapped in their ivory towers or whatever. Ah, perhaps your half-elven fairy tales tell of princesses trapped in towers. But my people's tales tell different stories. Mm-hmm. Princesses who lead armies. Princesses who sacrifice their entire well-being for the safety of their kingdom. Oh, aren't princesses just so perfect and awesome then? Well, some of them are better than others, I will admit. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I could tell you a tale of a princess named Elsa. No, hard pass. Just let it go, Melian. Are you sure? I said... Perhaps I could tell you a tale of a different princess who built a snowman. Let it go. Ah, I believe I see the confectioner's shop ahead. Can you perhaps make out the fractal tower now? I don't know, can I? Looking about, yes you can. Maybe. Well, once again, I will rely on your good sense and guidance. Are you going to stop at the confectioner's first, or are you going to search for the base of the fractal tower? I mean, since we're coming back here, it doesn't make any sense to stop at the confectioner's now, because we got to come back to the house anyway, so... It looks like it is in the same direction as the house, but farther. Perhaps in the streets behind the house. Somewhere there. Right, so, Melian, why don't you go to the confectioner's and I'll go look for the base of the tower and then we can meet up back at the house. Uh, Melian just gives her all the, that look that says, like, not a chance in hell. Do you think me a fool? I am not about to let you wander alone into danger again. Why? I've got to get used to doing things on my own again anyway. Are you intending to leave my company? I mean, not me, but, you know. Are you expect? Have you had some sort of premonition? Has your mother again threatened my life? No, my mother's not going to kill you. She's all talk. Then I do not understand your fear. Who said I was afraid? I didn't say I was afraid. My apologies. I do not understand your concern, then. Yeah, you wouldn't. All right, I guess if you're coming, you're coming. Let's go. Excellent. Lead the way. Phyllis starts heading toward the tower, but tries to go like... A windy, weird route so that Melian couldn't find it without her later. Faileth, the more you seem to get closer to the tower, the more it almost seems as if you can't. At first, you thought that it was behind or past where the house was. 
But then once you'd gotten a few streets further, it suddenly it was back the other way. Oh, I think maybe this tower's not real. I don't understand. Well, you notice how we've been walking a lot. Every time we seem to be getting closer to it, it disappears. So, either it's not real or it's not actually here. We're just seeing like a projection of it from an alternate reality or dimension or some such, you know. I once heard a tale of a tower that could not be approached while you laid eyes upon it. Perhaps you could set me uh, a direction and we could walk towards it without laying our eyes upon it. You're just full of stories today, aren't you? All right, go that way. And she points towards where she sees the tower. Melian covers his eyes, puts his hands on uh, Faileth's shoulders, and then starts to back that direction. Faileth, as you... Are you going to continue to direct him? Or are you going to close your eyes as well? She will continue to direct him. You will eventually come to the back door of the house. Yeah, Melian, it's not working. We're just back at the house. Hmm. Perhaps that is indicative of something. Yeah, maybe. Could it be, Faleth, that the tower is somehow part of the house? Or accessible through the house? I mean, it is a weird-ass house. Who knows? Well, as we have arrived at the house, perhaps we should wait for Quarry and Andre to arrive. Yeah, okay. As we move from one side of Dwemer Hollow... From the southeastern district to the northwestern district of Pantheon Row and Remembrance Square, where Kawari approaches the Church of Soul, Dwemer Hollows, Solarian. The streets have been busy as you've approached it, and the temple. It gleams, polished as always. As you enter into it, you can see that it is full of light. Candles, mirrors, and glass. You said that you were in search of the deacon. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go straight to his office, or are you going to ask someone? Quarry would ask someone. Kawari, as you look about, you notice a few priests, as well as a few initiates. I will stop the nearest priest. May the light of soul shine upon you. And may it illuminate your path. And may I help you? I'm looking for the deacon. He is likely in his study at this time. And they will provide you with a quick set of directions when the look upon your face is clear that Kwari either doesn't know where that is or doesn't remember where it is. Thank you. You'll leave the temple proper, entering into the grounds behind it, and you will come to the building that the deacon and certain other higher members, the clergy here, reside in. After going down a long hallway... You will come to an ornate door that you can only assume is the entrance to the deacon's chambers, and likely his study. I will knock on the door. Come in. Cory will let themselves in. May the light of soul shine upon you, deacon. And may it illuminate your path. The deacon sits in a leather-backed armchair, in front of a fire. 
His desk nearby has a few papers on it, and around the room there are various books and items that have been collected over the years. Another chair faces to the fire, but its back is to you. And as the deacon rises, another figure rises. Their crimson cloak falling about their shoulders as they turn, looking towards you. We are the faithful of soul who guard the world from the evil that lurks in the dark. We are the blessed of soul who are guided by the divine light of the ever-watchful. The figure steps forward and clasps your arm, and with that countersign and sign, it can be none other than an inquisitor of the Salarian Inquisition. Sister, I am glad to see you here. I was just speaking with the deacon, and he informed me that another of my brethren was in this city. I am glad to know that the light of soul has brought us together. There is darkness afoot here. The Inquisitor of Soul, he looks at you with a radiant face. It is full of sincerity. But you do not trust him. Corey keeps their characteristically stoic face and says, It's good to see you as well. I was hoping to pass a message on to you, so it is... Well, all part of Soul's plan that we should meet. You mentioned the darkness in this area, and I'm afraid that I have encountered it too frequently of late. I am not sure what brings you to Dwemer Hollow, but perhaps you have heard news of the Cult of Bliss. Whispers and rumors. I was dispatched by Cardinal Lucentia. There was concern in the Holy City, vile whispers, that things moved here. There had recently been sightings in Adenon, but they escaped our grasp there. I am here alongside my squire and a few others to make sure that whatever was at foot in Adenon is most assuredly silenced here. I am Callum Masonson. I am Kuari Anakalathi Bostukbase, and I am glad that you are here to stamp out what evil lurks, for we cannot allow them to gain a foothold. We dealt with... My companions and I dealt with the ones that we came across in Barrowman's, and I have sent a letter to Bishop Luminessa Brilliance about what we found there. But here in Dwemer Hollow, I was seeking a man named Witchmaster Paradimos, whose name I had come across through the members of the Cult of Bliss that I found in Barrowman's. And I believe I have located the house at which he was staying, although I cannot seem to find him. I have other pressing matters and was hoping that perhaps I could provide you with this information if you don't already have pressing leads. We have also come across the name Paradimos in connection to 
an individual whom we think may be a much higher ranking member of the Cult of Bliss, one who was most assuredly active in Adenon, and we have heard whispers, maybe, behind the plots that are spun here in the Dwemerlands. An individual that is only known as Mistress Coldthought. Yes, I have heard that name as well. I also believe Witchmaster Paradimos is connected with her. My men have eyes on three safe houses that we think that the cult has here in Dwemer Hollow. We were pursuing someone that I thought unrelated to the Witchmaster, but the house that we entered appeared to have some sort of equipment for vile necromancy. I gathered some papers from that house, as well as some interesting remains of a thing that we killed in the basement. And Quarry will dig out of their pack the papers and the heart in the jar and the necromantic gold. So Quarry will pull that out and lay it before the Inquisitor. You've done well to bring these to me. You will see that the deacon visibly blanches, he pales seeing the things, and the heart in a jar, it still beats. You were sure that when you had cut it out and put it into that jar, that it wasn't beating. I had thought the heart no longer beat when I put it in the jar, but it appears to have started again. I suppose I should not be surprised. The Inquisitor will say a a prayer over his water skin, and he will open the jar and pour the water into it, and you will see the heart sizzle and stop beating. Well done. It is a black heart. It is implanted into the chest of an individual who has been reanimated. It is not part of that original creature. It instead beats with its own ill intent and malice, and is able to bolster and heal, if you can even call the knitting of dead flesh healing. It is a vile thing. These papers, we will need time to go through them. Where did you say that you found them? The house is in Dockside. It's currently under guard by the city guard. He will list off three different addresses, and one of the addresses is the address of the house. Yes, that one. We had it under watch. There had been deliveries in the middle of the night to it. Deliveries that we suspected were cadavers. But I wanted to be sure that we had as many members of the cult inside of it before we sprung it even if we had to burn them out. Damn it. <laughs> Corey tries to hide their frown at the thought of burning a building amidst a bunch of other buildings where innocent people live. Three members of the Cult of Bliss escaped from Barrowman's. I believe they were on their way to Gravenspur. He will perk up immediately. Do you know where Gravenspur is? No, I have not traveled, um, in that area. By the light of soul, will we never find it? <sighs> Is it a secret location, then? 
It appears that Gravenspur is the center of the Cult of Bliss's activity. If it is a, a town or a city, or simply a landmark, we do not know. I and other Inquisitors have been searching for it for years. I am surprised, though, that you don't know its name. Who was your teacher? There are many intricacies to the Cult of Bliss. It is hard to keep track of each and every one of their details. I have never been assigned to search for Gravenspur, and it sounds as if no one knows where it is. He'll frown, recognizing that you're sidestepping his question, but he won't push at the moment. Well, I have uh, other matters to attend to. I have relayed the information I came to share with you, and I Hope that you can make good use of it. As there are only two of us here that I know of, I think it is uh, best that we help each other to ensure that the Cult of Blist is not given any opportunity here in the Dwemerlands. We will crush every single fragment of it. Every bone that it represents. Every drop of blood. Every shadow. Every soul that has been tainted by it will be purged. My men will move on these other houses soon enough. Since you have already tipped our hand here in the city. If you do find further information regarding them, I would expect that you would share it. As I would share any that I find with you. It is, of course, for the benefit of the church. I will certainly do my utmost to fulfill my duty to the church, as we all do. I take my leave. Though we are stronger when our combined light shines together, I will guard the people from evil and continue my fight against the dark. And he will answer with the countersign. With the gift of souls, divine grace, and the light of faith of our comrades, we shall never face the darkness on our own, and he will clasp your arm once more. The deacon will nod and accept that you are leaving, and you may depart. Quarry is going to very stoically, very, you know, calmly exit the church and walk to the nearest fountain or horse trough or <laughs> water pump that is not within sight of the temple and wash their hands, and try not to look deeply disturbed. I don't want to put too fine a point on this, but did we just discover that Quarry is a uh, Inquisitor? So Quarry is a member of the Protectors of Dusk, and a smaller subset, I think it's a smaller subset, of the Order are Inquisitors. So Quarry is not an Inquisitor, but... Technically, it's the larger subset. Oh, that was just my wishful thinking. Quarry knows that they're playing with fire, but it's a difficult line between doing their duty and making sure that the Cult of Bliss is dealt with and not getting innocent people killed. Cool, 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 cool. Quarry technically reports to one of the few bishops of Dusk that is not on the side of the Inquisition. 
the actual bishop is one of the staunch resistors to the Salarian Inquisition completely subsuming that branch of the church. Corey is definitely going to try to keep the Inquisitor away from their friends and all of the things that we are trying to do. Andre, where are you heading? To the where the upper leadership of the town guards would be. So you left the captain, the, the head of the town guard, behind with the other counselors. Uh, so are you going to head basically to like the central hub for the town guard near the city center? Yep. You'll come to the central watchtower. This is also the clock tower of Dwemer Hollow. It's not that far from the Halls of Justice. And there's a bit of a smaller prison attached to this area as well. You've been here before, canvassing the area, and you push your way through the front door. What would you like to do? Uh, he'll find the nearest guard and go, Who's in charge at the moment? That would be the Watch Commander. And where may I find the Watch Commander at this moment? Is there any way we may be of assistance to you? I need to coordinate with the city guard here in Dwimmer Hollow. Uh, I'm a, uh, unless you can help with that, then I would like to see the watch. And under whose authority? Princess Anna of Westmark. Right this way. Thank you. The guard clearly looks slightly shaken as he will lead you to the door that leads into a room where there's a man sitting and there is a it is he's sitting in a room that has tubes of metal coming in and there's one that is open and it appears that he is listening to a conversation ongoing in another room after a knock on the door the man will close that tube what is it i don't like being disturbed watch commander rayson this man here says that he has under the authority of her Royal Highness, Princess Anna, I come to coordinate with the city guard. And Watch Commander Rayson will raise one of his graying eyebrows. He's in his late fifties, perhaps early sixties, with salt and pepper in his hair. Well-kept mutton chops. His piercing green eyes look at you. And he dismisses the guards and motions to a seat across from him. Andre will take a seat. Good afternoon, Watch Commander. I'm hoping you can assist me and some adventurers with uh, some investigation, and hopefully some insight. And who might you be? My name is Andre Tomlinson of the Order of the Commons, under the direct control of Her Highness, Princess Anna of Westmark. And how can we be of service to you? The adventurers have mentioned some children have gone missing, and there are symbols at these locations, and he'll pull up like uh, his own map that he's marked some of the locations on. We need which symbol is at which location, and I believe the town's guard can help in this regard. The watch commander will bellow for someone from outside. They'll come in, they'll take the map from you, and they will head off with a promise that the information that they'll 
bring the information requested and the various files related to each of these disappearances as quickly as possible. The Watch Commander will look at you and say, It's terrible business, everything that's happened here. But I am glad to see that the Council and Her Royal Highness are taking matters seriously now. Yes, I've been curious on why it's been so delayed. What has the Watch Guard been doing with all of these events popping up? Collecting the information, and then being silenced. Silenced by who? There are always budgetary requirements, and the Council controls the budget. Our Guard Captain Tyler is only recently placed in his role. Previously, the Guard Captain was a staunch ally and friend of the... How do I put it? The... Magistrate, may he rest in the ladies' book. But these past months, we've been short-staffed. And in many cases, the disappearance of these children has been easily explained. A child that has relatives elsewhere nearby, skipping town, fleeing. It wasn't until these symbols were reported originally by the Lord Buchanan a few weeks ago that I had men go back over the investigation locations and find them. Of course, that was a personal request of mine. And the way he says that leads you to believe that had it been an official request it likely would have been refused. Well, then we can thank Lord Buchanan for his insight. Permit me to question, who assigned Captain Tyler to his position? Oh, dude, the whole system's corrupt. (laughs) 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 Bureaucracy corrupt? No way. By vote of the council a few months ago, after the magistrate had fallen ill, and after Guard Captain Canvio retired. Do you know who voted for and against assigning Captain Tyler to his position? That is not within my purview. But if I had to hazard a guess, off the record entirely. Andre nods. It was quite close with the gnome that was standing in for Lord Leidenfaith, as well as Naren Elbink, the rat, and McTeer, the three of them were thick as thieves. And I'm sure that any time anything, any time that it might have been prudent to investigate them, Well, forewarning may have been given. I trust that you will be discreet. I am myself a patriot, and I do not wish to see any harm come to our fair country. Of course, as I am do all in the best for Westmark, and perhaps the winds will change soon. 
Thank you for your cooperation, and please let me know once all the information on the symbols has been gathered. I must meet back with the adventurers. If you wait but a few minutes longer, it likely will be quite soon. I had the information mostly compiled already for my own investigation. Would you happen to have a list of the children that have gone missing in relation to these locations? Yes. If I remember correct, your map of the city only noted nine missing children. There are twelve. Do you happen to have where they disappeared, and are there symbols at those locations as well? There is a knock on the door, and a guard laden with scrolls comes in. And the watch commander, he'll open a larger one, and it has... 12 noted spots and a rough outlining of a symbol across it. Do I recognize the symbol in any way? You can recognize parts of it from what the what your companions have said or were shown you. I will take this. I believe the adventurers know more of this. This is concerning. And he'll fold the paper up and put it in his pouch. If there is further information that I can do to help you, or any kind of coordination needed with the guard, please do not hesitate to call on me. I would suggest that you avoid the guard captain, though. Thank you. I have other questions for the guard captain. Could you do something discreetly for me? Of course. The adventurers have mentioned that the current weapons the guards have are infused with elementals or some evil. They have already been recalled. Perfect. And he'll smile. They have been recalled and they have been stored in multiple warehouses along the docks. Hopefully they will stay hidden. Thank you for that. I can let the adventurers know that is one worry off their plates. Thank you. He'll put his hand over his chest, and he'll bow slightly to you. For the glory of Westmark. And he will return the jester. For Westmark. May the High King watch over us all. And with that, you can depart. Is there anything else you want to say to people or any place you want to stop along the way before you head towards where Quarry is? Uh, he would definitely want to go stop. So I'm near the, uh, essentially the council chambers, right? Or, or it would be kind of on the way? Or is it out of the way? Uh, no, it's on the other side of the square you're still at. Andre would want to inform Fulgrim of... Basically give him an update before heading to the Temple of Soul to meet Quarry. You're able to head back into the council chamber, have someone sent in for Fulgrim. Fulgrim will meet you, and you can give him the information. What information specifically would you give him? Yeah, I would tell him that um, the weapons the adventurers mentioned have been recalled. Uh, they're on warehouses in the dock. Let him know that the number of children that have gone missing are actually higher than they thought and that the 
captain of the guard is possibly someone we can't trust and we may need to enact the transition sooner than anticipated and asks his, and would ask him to, to confer with Princess Anna if he should or not Fulgrim will be sure to relay the information he deems is pertinent to Princess Anna and then otherwise sends you on your way you're able to meet up with Kwari is there anything that the two of you would discuss on your way to Frost's Folly and the house on Sapphire Lane? Kawari's feeling agitated and out of sorts and upset, but I think would try to hide it, just asking how things went, whether we got the information we wanted and things like that. <sighs> would Andre notice she's irritated? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. I feel like Kawari's always kind of deadpan, but um, maybe... The irritation is... I don't know. I feel like Quarry talks a lot, and they're probably a lot quieter than they usually are. So maybe. If you are a perceptive individual. Or insightful, I should say, if you're an insightful individual. He's got a pretty good passive insight. Yeah, then fair enough. He would start off by relaying... He would actually pull the map out uh, and show it to Quarry be... Uh, this is a map that the town guard had of the missing children and this symbol uh, I recognize it from something you mentioned excellent it seems that this is exactly the information that we were hoping for if we are if we continue to be fortunate the appraiser will be able to help us understand the purpose of these symbols and perhaps help us pinpoint where to find the children that would be most fortunate. And another uh, update, the weapons that had spirits. Uh, I've been informed that they have been recalled, but they are stored in warehouses along, in multiple warehouses in the docks. Hmm. Well, I am grateful to hear that the town guard don't have them, and frankly, I'm at a loss for what to do with them. It's not... They're probably not safe where they are. There's still the risk that they could be unleashed on the population, although at least the guards will not be defenseless, and they aren't likely to be killed immediately by their own weapons. It's not as if we can send them downriver to some other poor, unsuspecting town. Hmm. How to dispose of them certainly is a conundrum. I was hoping you and the other two might have had a way to safely dispose of them. Ooh, not that I can think of, but perhaps one of the others. Or we shall see Alan tomorrow, and perhaps he'll, he may have some suggestion as to how we could uh, bind the weapons to prevent them escaping, or I don't quite know what is possible. Perhaps even the appraiser would have an idea, someone with more arcane knowledge than myself. It would be good to be rid of the things. Indeed it would. There was one disturbing fact. Uh, we can wait until we meet with your companions, if this is too much. You seem different. You're not... Your answers are kind of... Ah. Are you alright? Yes, I, um... Had a... <laughs> informative interview at the Temple of Soul. The... The Inquisitor that we were told is in town was there, and I had an opportunity to speak with him about what we have done so far in relation to the 
Cult of Bliss. I am not entirely certain that my actions fully meet with their approval. Well, you're the first Solaran I've actually talked to that has not been... Zealous would be a proper word. Uh, yes. Within the Protectors of Dusk, there is my smaller subset. Um, the Inquisition is far more numerous than the the paladins of uh, my particular training. I don't think I've heard of this other order. I've heard of the Inquisition. Well, the Inquisition is part of the Protectors of Dusk. They just are far more numerous and, as you say, very zealous in carrying out their duties, which I am sure is, within the boundless wisdom of the church, a good thing. <clears throat> uh, but others, like myself, are perhaps more... Hmm... A different approach. A better approach is what I would say. Sometimes the Inquisitioners get carried away in their accusations. I have seen such things happen myself, and of course I would never speak ill of my uh, fellow protectors of Dusk, but of course I have chosen not to join the Inquisition, which I suppose speaks for itself, and I am sure does not please the members of the Inquisition that I come across. And I thought the Dormer Hollow politics were dangerous. <laughs> yes. There are politics everywhere, and it seems we cannot escape them. I try to avoid as much of that as I can. Yes, I have very much for many years enjoyed roaming freely on my own, doing what I can in the service of soul away from the politics, but they are not always escapable. Well, perhaps there will be more lights like you in the future. Thank you. Uh, sorry. I have delayed us long enough. And your conversation will draw to a close as you quickly make your way through the streets and arrive outside the house on Sapphire Lane. Melian and Faileth are nearby and see you approaching. Melian. Yes, Paladin. When you have a moment, if I could have a word in private, I would greatly appreciate it. Faileth, may I trust that you will not wander off in my absence? No. Melian gives a long-suffering sign and looks back to Quarry. Could the girl come with us? Ah, uh, perhaps it can wait. Maybe the girl doesn't want to. Go talk to Quarry, it's fine. Quarry, remember, you also have the key to the house, so you could go in. Oh, I definitely can let us. Sorry, I, I've. For some reason, I thought they had the key and that we were already in the house, and I, I totally have misimagined this whole scene. So, no, absolutely. Quarry opens the door and lets everybody into the house so that we're not all just standing talking in the street. <laughs> I am so sorry. You shuffle everyone into the house. It is not dusty, nor does it smell musty. It doesn't smell like it's been closed up this entire time. Perhaps Marins come by. You don't see Peeves or my liege anywhere about the house. It's rather quiet. Faileth, I wonder if you can spot that strange spider creature. I saw it at dawn last time, so I'll keep my eyes open. 
I wonder what it's up to now. Does seem to be mostly interested in making new rooms and stuff. That last room that we found seemed to have furniture not unlike the furniture at the Buchanan's home, which, if A.B. is Alistair Buchanan, certainly makes sense. It's possible. Who knows? Oh, well, Melian, if you, if you would prefer, we can wait for another time. No, have your conversation. With a suspicious look at Faileth, Melian gestures into a side room off the kitchen. Excellent. I'm afraid I don't really quite know how to begin. I find myself in a predicament. And you wish my advice? I think I wish your help. I think that... I feel that I can trust you. And that I can be candid with my opinion and that it will not uh, come back to harm me. I should hope so. And that perhaps you could um, quietly have a word with the princess about something. I, I do not know that I have any further sway with her than anyone else in this house might, but I would certainly be willing to give it my utmost. Well, perhaps if I lay the problem before you, you can... You can tell me what you think. Certainly. I, I have never been reticent to offer my opinion, and I shan't in the future. Well, you know that the the Inquisition is in Dwemer Hollow. Indeed. I hope that we shall not have reason to cross their path. Well, yes. I can certainly agree with that sentiment, though that is a candid opinion that I would not want anybody to know that I share. Of course. I I dropped off the things at the Temple of Soul, and for good or ill, the Inquisitor was there. And it seems that they have had several houses under surveillance, one of which was the one that we found today. And so I suppose it is good that I shared with the Inquisitor that we were there and uh, and told them what we found, for otherwise they would know that I'd been there and had not shared the information with them, despite the obvious necromantic connections, and don't think that would have gone very well for me. Indeed. However, our clearing of that building should have us above reproach now, yes? I would have hoped so, but I think that the Inquisitor takes rather a dim view of us spoiling his uh, undercover operation to surveil the locations. It seems that he had hoped to gather a number of the cultists in the building and then do away with them, perhaps by burning the building, regardless of the... Uh, the innocent people that may be harmed in the process, given how tightly packed those buildings are on Dockside. And indeed, a questionable tactic, given that we know there is a tunnel, but we were unable to find it. Indeed, yes. It's, I think that it would not have had the desired effect, though perhaps would have looked good. Um, but you see, the problem that I have is that I wish to warn the princess about the presence of the Inquisitor and their perhaps overzealous plans which may bring harm to the people of this city. Uh, and yet I could not publicly speak out about my feelings about the Inquisition or 
properly even really express my doubts about their uh, methods without getting myself in rather more trouble than I could handle. Must your warning be public? Could you not perhaps send the princess a note or some other form of communication that could be read? Well, I wouldn't want to put anything down on paper, and I suppose I could try to have a private word with her, but I don't think it would look right for me to um, warn someone against my own order, so to speak. Perhaps we could write letters where you speak obliquely, and I speak plainly, and yet only in combination do our letters reveal the truth. I was hoping that perhaps the next time you had uh, a moment with her that you might just mention that the the Inquisition is in town and, uh, well, is acting like the Inquisition is wont to do, and I, I think that should be enough. I just, you know, duty is a, is a difficult thing. And on one hand... My pardon, but I am concerned that should we wait for an opportune, an opportune moment, we will find that the warning comes too late. You do make a very excellent point. I, uh... Perhaps I could simply offer your warning as being provided to me upon good authority. Yes, I think that would that would do very nicely. I, I find my duty in this situation not not very clear and a rather rather thorny thing. It, it would be comfortable to just resign myself to being, you know, a, a member of the Protectors of Dusk and, and trusting to what the Inquisition does, and yet I have seen them do terrible things. And so I cannot, in good conscience, not warn anyone, and yet I can't, can't warn. It's, uh... Melian gives Quarry a speculative glance and says, I, I believe I understand your quandary, Pelican. Uh, you wish to provide a, a warning, and yet you wish not to have anything to do with that warning. Well, then I shall assure you that if I deem it necessary, I shall pass on your warning. And he taps his nose without knowing, like, perhaps that that message will just come from me, and I will ensure that uh, the information reaches the appropriate ears. You've relieved my mind greatly, Melian. Thank you very, very much. Indeed, I am help- I'm glad to be of service. Now, perhaps you might help me with something. Yes, of course. I find that I may be in some sort of disagreement with Faileth, and I have little to no idea what may have been its cause. Hmm. Well, I have also noticed that she does not seem to like the princess, and it seems as if her disagreements with you only start after we've visited the princess, and I don't know exactly why that should be. But I think perhaps the princess puts her in a bad mood and then she's easily offended? Perhaps. Would you be willing to have a private word with Faileth at some point in the future? Just should it be convenient? Perhaps discussing what her concerns may be. She seems reticent to share them with me. Certainly, I I would be happy to. You are two very good friends and I should hate to see anything come between you and I'm sure... I'm sure that it will all be worked out. I have never seen her affect such a mood to me before, so I am less confident, perhaps, than you. Well, I will certainly do what I can to um, mend if anything is uh, is indeed broken, but perhaps she ate too many cream puffs. Perhaps? Well, you have my thanks, and it seems I have a letter to write. 
one that may or may not, he taps his nose again, include a warning passed on to me by a dear friend. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And off I go to write a love note, apparently. <laughs> that secretly passes on a message. Hugs and kisses. Can't wait for dinner. Well... Melian and Kwari have been having this conversation. Faileth, have you been doing anything in the house? Uh, Faileth went to look for the tower again. <laughs> oh, no. Did you just leave the house? Oh, yeah. Immediately. I told him I was going to wander up. Oh, no. Tune in next week to find out whether or not Faileth is captured by the Inquisitor. You know, actually, this is where we'll end our session. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe for future episodes, rate us where you get your podcast, and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can write us at dm at rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Purple Planet Music, and Arcane Anthems. Full credits are in the episode description. I just realized that, like, I have to give you a fun fact about Quarry, and I was 100% not prepared for this. I spent all of my after-work time trying to think about what my dexterous fact was going to be. Um, fortunately, somewhere here, I have a list of... Okay, here we go. Wait, was that it? Sorry. <laughs> was it? Sorry. That ended very suddenly. It, yeah, it was very just like... <laughs> it felt like mid-sentence. I was just like, uh... uh. Alright, uh, I am Brian. I am playing... Wait, no, let's try this again. I am Brian. I'm at Mo... Oh, boy. Alright, one, one last take, I promise. I almost forgot to unmute. <laughs> that would have been a tragedy. Could it be? Sorry, just a second. Are you okay? I think he's dying. Sorry, I swallowed wrong. Oh, take all the time you need. Could it be, Faileth? No, oh, no, I can't get my voice back. I'm indifferent, but I can go last since I'm the NPC. <laughs> You're so much more than that, Corey. And I know it's Scottish because I'm just uh, imitating David Tennant doing uh, the kamikaze character from his uh, audiobook adaptation of How to Train Your Dragon. I was trying to figure out who I was doing because I was definitely stealing the accent from someone and I was trying to figure out who it was. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, it's just David Tennant doing a 10-year-old girl. (laughs) Whoa. Maybe don't say it that way. Cut this, cut this. Her Royal Highness, Princess Anna Marcanalia. Or, let me find what her full name was again. It's long. It's really, really long. Her Royal Highness, Princess Anna Maria Jimena Marcanalia, fourth princess of Westmark. Uh, yeah. That is definitely a mouthful. A million frowns, and then looks to quarry. Trust that you will not wander off 
Do you mean that you look to Faleth? Why would Quarry wander off? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, yep, nope, I do look at Faleth. Totally. 